0: Brandon, I just wanted to clue you in. It's Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Belize.
1: They blocking the road?
0: Shit. No, no. That's the Super Bowl halftime show.
2: Oh. I was like, "What? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's That, you, sorry, you, that was. you lost me at Skittles. Sorry, that was a corny joke. I know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was dumb. Anywho,
0: I just don't know who Skittles is. I don't get that joke. So I was just Emin-
1: I- Eminem Skittles. Come on, Katie. Oh Jesus, <sighs> that was too easy. It was,
2: but good job. Welcome to the show. What is up, good people? Welcome back to Holy Shit Pod, a holy irreverence, irreverently holy conversation about spirituality, culture, and the world. I'm Brandon Thomas-Maxwell.
0: I'm Karen therese Royce,
1: but you can call me Katie. And I am Sam White, your favorite. Holy shit, pod host.
2: That's a false statement.
1: Y'all, please write us. Let us know who your favorite host is. Oh my goodness. I've got boxes and boxes of emails here. (laughs) Boxes, boxes of emails. Okay. Do emails come in boxes? You just
0: went boomer (laughs) with technology.
2: Okay. Oh Today's Word of Pod features a conversation about why white progressives ain't shit. Hopefully, you don't identify too strongly with any of those words, but if you do, keep listening and you'll figure out why we're saying white progressives ain't shit. You do not get a pass just because your grandfather marched with Martin Luther King, I promise. But we'll talk about that more later. We have a few church announcements for the good of the congregation, so let's get into... I'm going to say it a little gayer every single week, just for you, Sam. <laughs> Let's get into it. Hey, let's get into it. So
0: you did that too well, Sam. I'm
2: just copying Brandon. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the Church of Holy Shit and the Temple for all the saints and the aints. I have a song in my spirit as always. I think this morning's selection is, uh, I've come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. Do y'all know that song? It sounds sexual. I mean, it is. That's why it's my favorite.
0: You don't know that song, Katie? Well, I don't know. Is it, What's the name of it? Is it I Come to the Garden?
2: I mean, it's probably in your hymnal. Yeah, yeah. I think they do that at funerals. Ooh, maybe so, but I haven't ever heard it at one of my funerals. But it, the chorus is, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me, Andy tells me I am his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy. That's right. This one's about Andy. <laughs> Andy walks with me, Andy talks with Andy. me, Cohen, right, Andy Cohen. Andy right, Cohen. Right. We've got a few church announcements for the good of the congregation. First, a couple of housekeeping things. Number one, if you have been loving what you're hearing here on Holy Shit Pod, we in invite you to rate and review this podcast in your podcast app of choice. I know for a fact you can do it in Apple Podcasts, and I know that you can now also do that in Spotify. If you have both apps on your phone, Rate us and review us in both places. No one will ever know, but it's a great way to let people know that you listen to us and you like us and to invite others to join in the congregation or the conversation because that's what we're having. Number two, we are nearing our like 50th episode, or our 52nd episode, which will mark the one year anniversary of Holy Shit Pod. Maybe we've already hit the one year anniversary. We took a few weeks off, but it doesn't matter. We're gonna hit the 50th church anniversary in a couple of weeks. And we would love to hear from you. We've got a few emails coming in already that we're going to answer over the course of the next few episodes, but we would love to have your voice, your commentary added to the conversation. So send us an email at holyshitatfeelatmedia.com with your questions, comments, and or concerns. And last, but certainly not least, if you'd like to join us live, just say that in your email because we would love to have you in one of our sessions and talk to you live and in living color. In living color. So let's get into these church announcements. We've each got one for you today. The first announcement comes from the men's ministry. Samuel, why are you shaking your head?
1: When you said men's ministry, I thought you was about to do your Super Bowl announcement so that I could vehemently disagree (laughs) with you and tell you you're part of the problem for saying that gay men can't like sports. When have
2: I ever said that? When
1: you did a research paper on football so you could go get a haircut because you said you were being uh, heterosexual because you knew about football.
2: So I feel like barbershops are not safe places. For homosexuals. I go there and I'm still my full self all the time, but I do read a little bit about football before I go if it's the Super Bowl because, you know, there was that one time I went and my barber was like, hey, you going down to Miami this weekend. I was like, what's <laughs> happening in Miami? Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, <laughs> dummy. So now I do research. <laughs> if there are major events that the heterosexual men are listening or watching, I make it a point to make sure I am informed so I can easily talk about this year's Super Bowl. You'll hear this the day after the Super Bowl. We're recording this on Sunday morning prior to the Super Bowl and as truckers are perhaps descending on Los Angeles to wreak havoc and protest vaccines, or maybe not, we'll only know in a couple of hours. And we'll talk about it next week if it actually happens. But speaking of that, how about our first church announcement? Ricks, what you got?
1: Wait, I'm not done. You know, Brandon, I just think if you were a better person about these things, more football players would come out because half of them
2: are also homosexual. (laughs) I'm just saying. Do you need me to go deliver them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we going to have a deliverance ministry
1: with Brandon
0: <laughs> Brandon's going to do a little Nas X uh, locker room scene with all the we are going to
2: play uh, Someone to Love by Lil Nas X on repeat I'm wearing a crop top and tights and I invite anyone who wants to reenact the scene between Yai and Lil Nas X to holla at your boy I'm happy to Katie. celebrate you Please go,
0: Katie. You. that's a different kind of conversion which they accuse us so you uh,
2: know <laughs> Karen, what you got for the first announcement? It's actually not coming from the men's ministry. It's coming from the Temple for All the Saints and the Aints, where the Reverend Dr. Bishop Karen Teresa Ricks is the high priestess. Mm,
0: I'm going to take that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you are foreshadowing things, Brandon, because the information about the truckers is the first announcement. You might know that there have been truckers blocking the borders between Canada and the U.S. because they are protesting the vaccine mandate. And now there has been posts all over the internet and maps and such that are calling people to go to the Super Bowl and block access to the Super Bowl. And then they're gonna drive from LA to Washington DC to continue protesting these vaccine mandates. So I don't know if everybody's gonna have to fly in it a helicopter and jump out to get into their seats. I don't know what's going to
2: happen, but it sounds like it's serious. I feel like vaccine protests are so 2020. I mean, like, come on, we're over the. Can we be on trend? Yeah.
1: What's what's the (laughs) new protest again? If if it's not vaccine, man, black people. Oh, wait a minute, that's not new. It's so funny um, how it's now okay to block the streets and the highways and the interstates, but when like it happened in the wake of extrajudicial killings of black people, yes, you know, Fox News was like, they should be run over, Uh they should be, you know, they should all be arrested. This is so wrong. This is so illegal. And now, like those same uh, hosts are like, this is you know. I, I applaud these patriots, you know. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Ted Cruz, others are just like, yes, this is the right thing to do. And the Canadian protesters are sparking protests around the world. We also had a group of French demonstrators. They called themselves Convoy de la Liberté. Oh, I like that. French people know how to protest. They sound sexy <laughs> when you say <laughs> yeah, they're French, come, right? Say it again. That's say just it again. The... <laughs> Convoy de la what? De la Liberté. De la Liberté. <laughs> it had a little over the top of it, so I figured it was stay. Liberté. Yes, Liberté. So I don't have an issue with people protesting, but I have an issue with hypocrisy. And Me if too. you're going to tell us that it's bad for Black people to be protesting in the streets, literally blocking highways in order to make a statement, you should probably tell the truckers not to do this. I don't care about the Super Bowl. Deontay <laughs> is not performing. I don't even know who's performing in the halftime. They're not going to let Janet Jackson come back and be uncanceled. So like, whatever. But just don't mess up my Amazon orders, please.
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing is... That it it has the potential of blocking a whole lot of traffic um, across the country, especially if lots lots more um, truckers are to join them. I mean, when I was in Indiana and they changed the speed limit to sixty five for cars and sixty for trucks, I mean they blocked the highways and and would drive like fifty nine, and nobody could get around them. So it just like it all became kind of a, a mess and. Given our infrastructure, something like that could have an impact.
1: It also has political implications, which is probably why the Republicans are, are, are so supportive of it. $300 million travel across this bridge between the U.S. and Canada every year day in goods. And so as long as this bridge is blocked, the longer it's blocked, is going to have a greater and more significant impact on the U.S.'s economy, especially in cities, uh, major um, northern cities like Detroit and some of those cities in Ohio and those areas. And it's going to reflect poorly on the current administration. And so uh, the Republicans are happy to see this road blocked for the foreseeable future.
2: All right, Samuel, you got
1: the next one. What's happening? So the next church announcement comes from the Christian education ministry. You know, the Church of Holy Shit runs an academy. You all can enroll in classes where we will teach critical race theory, unlike the state of Mississippi who just passed an anti- Critical race theory bill. Hold up, Sam. What's that thing you said uh, earlier from Dr. King? In the state of Mississippi, a state Dr. King says was a desert state, sweltering with the heat of injustice and oppression, the Senate just passed an anti critical race theory bill. The language of this bill says that no curriculum can be taught that says someone is inferior or superior because of their race. That means basically folks who are trying to teach history about slavery, about white people enslaving black people, because that suggests somehow that Black people were inferior. We're going to ban that. We don't want that. That's not right. Everybody's equal is what uh, the Republicans in Mississippi are saying. So we don't need this. This is banned in schools K through 12 and it's also banned in public universities and colleges. You're kidding.
0: Sorry, I know you're not.
1: According to the bill, and I think this has only passed one chamber in the state of Mississippi, but according to the bill, this would be banned in public Schools K through twelve in public colleges and universities. Never mind the fact that there's only one critical race theory class taught, and that's in the law school and <laughs> at Ole Miss in Oxford, uh, Mississippi. So this is just kind of kind of crazy. I
2: mean, ultimately, I think that they're all dog whistles, right? So no one actually knows what critical race theory is. We've said it before and we'll say it again. People hear the three words critical race theory, and now they think that that's a war cry. It's a rallying cry for MAGA supporters, Trump supporters, even though Mitch McConnell's allegedly trying to wrestle the Republican Party back from Donald Trump at this point. Don't want to talk about that today, but it's a dog whistle to try to say we have your best interest in mind. We don't want these colors, these niggers, these queers, these faggots. We don't want them to be inside of your classrooms, and we're going to protect your white children and keep the white race pure. So I think it serves its purpose. So
1: what are your thoughts, White Lady?
0: Well, I'm looking at it here, and what's interesting is it says that they are not supposed to teach anything that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, or national origin is inherently superior or inferior. That's great, but you should talk because that's true, but you should talk about the fact that because that's true, all of the things that happen, people enslaved, the school to prison pipeline, all of those things, those are incorrect. I mean, that's not what they're talking about, but they should, if they want to teach that nobody is superior, inferior, that's great. We should also talk about how that's been
1: abused. To your point, Katie, this is exactly why critical race should be taught, so that we can highlight how history has, in fact, dehumanized people and made people not be equal, even though they are. It's, it seems that in the state of Mississippi, critical race theory has found an unlikely advocate in the form of a young white college student at the University of Mississippi who took this class. She's a Republican. She's conservative. Her friends and her family said, don't take this class. You're one of the only white people signed up for it. You're going to be made to feel guilty and ashamed of your race. And the exact opposite happened. And when reporters asked her, you know, well, what did, what were you made to feel? She was like empowered to change the Republican Party. This huh. is not about shaming white people. This is not about like, as a matter of fact, it was more about looking at some of those folks who were advocates and freedom fighters during um, certain movements in history and and having a critical approach and how race itself and systemic injustice factors into legal arguments. It's a theory.
2: Absolutely. We talked about this in episode 37 which is entitled Critical Race Theory or Why Whiteness Needs a Boogeyman and ultimately it seems as if for this next election cycle, for the midterms and for the next presidential election, Republicans are now trying to make sure that they can galvanize the Republican voter base to vote in a based on what's happening in the schools. And so it's not surprising at all that this continues to be the strategy because it's a tried and true methodology. So they'll keep doing this over and over and over again as long as it is effective. Mm -hmm. So that's that on that for the second church announcement. For the last church announcement of the day, it's a little bit lighter, maybe. In a dramatic turn of events, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene has figured out how we can defund and then refund the police. Marjorie Taylor Greene has decided determined that the police should now be focused on the culinary arts. If and when you are doing something that we no longer agree with, Marjorie would like for us to remove guns from policing and substitute guns with cold tomato soup. (laughs) We're piloting this program in the United States Capitol, particularly in the House of Representatives, and the chief officer in this police force is Nancy Pelosi. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Y'all know Marjorie. You know little Marjorie. MTG. She said that Nancy Pelosi leads a gazpacho police. That's what she said. To attempt to do damage to the Republican Party. She's leading a gazpacho police force, she said. We're still piloting the program. We don't know if we're going to pull the gazpacho police here to the Church of Holy Shit to guard the pulpit. We may choose to have more of a cold uh, grapefruit juice, if you will, (laughs) or a cold port wine that we throw at you if you do things (laughs) that we don't like. But for the Capitol, it's tomatoes.
0: But see, you're just, you're kind of um, underselling uh, gazpacho, because gazpacho is not tomato soup.
2: It has some flavor. It's good. I mean, it it's cold. It's cold soup made from tomatoes, right? And onions.
0: Well, tomatoes and onions and. And- have you never had gazpacho?
2: I have. What's the primary thing that you taste when you eat gazpacho? I'm just telling you. there's. Do so a- you taste all that? I taste tomatoes.
0: I- you're right. It's tomato, but tomato soup is a hot soup that you eat with grilled cheese sandwiches.
2: I said it called tomato soup. He
0: did say cold. You did. I was just adding, you've got to say a little bit more about gazpacho. It's more high class than just your basic tomato soup. High class to home. Oh, you're right fine
2: my people do you like the spot y'all, girl cause I hate it oh I love it you and Marjorie this woman in my last church was a Marjorie Taylor Greene and
1: what was she trying to
2: say Gestapo
1: <laughs> I know I know what she was trying to say but I, uh oh yeah in case you don't know some of our some of our viewers won't or <laughs> might listeners not know. some of our viewers yeah. we're live live oh, on yes. television
2: <laughs> some of our listeners may not know uh, that the Gestapo was the police force in Nazi Germany <laughs> she was trying to conjure up images of that police force during the Third Reich and saying that that's what Nancy Pelosi was doing. That's not what she said. She definitely said gazpacho.
1: Her, her German's a little rusty. But isn't gazpacho a Spanish soup? It's a Spanish soup. soup. <laughs>
2: she would, she wasn't even it in the is. right country.
1: Like Her Spanish on. is also rusty.
2: <laughs> and for the record, this recipe from allrecipes.com, which is not a sponsor, said it's four cups of tomato juice. That is the primary ingredient. I'm
0: not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there's more than tomatoes. Who eats
2: cold tomatoes too? That's my question. And what, uh, it's not cute. I didn't ask you to eat it. I'm just saying. Open up, gazpacho police. So I think that does it for our church announcements for today. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. We did not acknowledge in the church announcements that today was like, or is, I guess, because it's going to be tomorrow. But you know, today's Valentine's Day. Yay! Also known as Single Awareness Day. Also known as the day where we act like we don't actually hate each other. Well, some of us.
3: I, I I just think
0: in church you don't acknowledge secular holidays, and so I wouldn't need to be. It's, it's secular. Saint Valentine. Okay, Saint Valentine. Valentine's Day that exists now is not about Saint Valentine. Just like Christmas isn't about
2: Saint Nicholas. But you celebrate that. I know. You, right? Katie said you shouldn't acknowledge a secular holiday.
1: All of our holidays are religious. When I was growing up, they told me that the Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday was, was the devil.
2: I mean, it is. Look at all them jokers down in New Orleans carrying on drinking and cussing and smoking and hunching on each other. <laughs> all I know is, Katie, I bet not see man one Easter bunny coming out your house come April. Ain't nothing wrong with chocolates. Fair trade, so, Katie, it sounds like you might be trying to advance an anti Black History Month bill in the church because it's a secular <laughs> holiday.
0: You took that real far. <laughs> I you did. took that real I did, far. I did. I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus. And let's get back into it. For the word of Pod, we've invited a best friend of the Pod, if you will, back. For a conversation, Natasha, Liberty, Sanders is in the building again. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Every time, every time. At some point, we're going to stop. Liberty. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> uh, Natasha, you've just been around here for the last few episodes and I've kind of liked it. It's so good to have your smiling face on here with us. Welcome back again.
3: Thank you, boss. Brand, it's been great to be here with y'all. I consider it a privilege and indeed an honor to be in the House of Pod one more time.
2: Well, we count it not robbery that you have taken this moment to be here with us. Amen. To steal away a few moments to be with us here in the Church of Holy Shit and the Temple for all the saints and the Aints. So today's word of pod is a little bit different. We're not talking about pot. Well, it is kind of about politics, but not really. But it stems from a conversation that I've recently had with a friend. I'll just speak pretty freely without giving names or details. But the friend has worked in Baptist churches. For the last 10 years, this friend is a person of color. This person is also a woman and has been kind of applauded and lauded as um, an up-and-coming rising star in terms of ministry. And this person apprenticed themselves to, in some ways, another woman in the denomination who is applauded as a trailblazer. She's one of the first women to be ordained in this denomination. And she's championed women's causes and championed women's rights and championed all these things for all these years. But behind the scenes, this clergy person has had, I would say, a more troubling narrative where the person isn't actually supporting people of color and isn't actually supporting men, but is doing more to uphold straight white men than any other demographic that she claims to mentor. Mm -hmm. It got so bad for this person that... I won't give too many details because in case people are listening who know this particular scenario, but it got to the point where this pastor was trying to utilize policies and procedures that were designed to protect staff to cause this person harm. And ultimately got the person to the place where they were so uncomfortable that they went to the church's personnel committee and the personnel committee, instead of confronting this pastor, because this pastor is a big name, chose to give this employee, this staff member, this minister, a six month severance to address the issues that have been raised by the pastor. When it was all said and done, this white pastor would not allow this woman of color to come back and even say goodbye to the congregation that she had worked in for five years. Mm. The story when I heard it made me cry because I can think of situations in my own life that feel so similar. Hmm. I've heard countless stories from other people of color, women trans folks, LGBTQ humans who have experienced the same. And I'm talking about in the course of our lives. I'm talking about in the last few years. These are people that have been telling me these stories. And I'm like, but how do we get to the place where these so-called progressive white religious leaders feel emboldened to cause people of color such harm? And it causes me pain because how do we get to the place where you have told me that you're my ally? I've never asked for it. I've never invited you into it. I've told you that it's necessary, but I've never said that I needed you. But you come and you try to ride for me and do me good, so-called good, and then you stab me in my back. In the back. While also trying to tell me that you're my friend and you want to seek justice. The math ain't mathing.
1: It's nine and six equal three. The truth ain't truthing.
2: And so I think what I have started to come to the awareness of, and I don't know if there's other things that are written about this because I don't read think pieces, but I do think in a post-Trump world, the new metric for assessing one's racism has become Donald Trump and not what those of us who are minoritized, marginalized, and oppressed are saying Is racist. So now, as long as I'm not as bad as Donald Trump. Or evangelicals. Or evangelicals. Mm -hmm, Or I'm not going mm -hmm. to the Capitol on January the 6th. Correct. Or I'm not starting an informal militia in the state. Or I'm not putting a rebel flag in the back of my truck. As long as I'm not doing those things, there's no possible way for me to be racist. Right. Now, I could go on a rant longer, but this isn't a sermon. This is a conversation. Have y'all seen any of this reflected in your own lives?
3: You know I have.
2: Talk about it, Tarsh. Whatever you can.
3: It sound like you was talking about me
2: Mm, See,
3: when you was talking about my sister who was harmed. But let me say this. One of the things you say is when do we get to a place where they just feel like, um, and by they we mean white progressives, or as the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says in his letter from the Birmingham jail, he calls them white moderates. Mm -hmm. When did we get to a place where they can do harm? And We've never not been in that place. Mm. So his letter was written in the early 60s. It really could have been written yesterday, And still apply. So we haven't left the era when white progressives, white moderates, don't feel like they owe any modicum of respect to anybody other than themselves. Mm. Because as long as I'm not doing this or talking like Donald Trump or, again, storming the Capitol on January 6th, then I'm not racist because I have two good friends. And I'm sure this woman who has um, done violence to my sister in ministry. Um, just knew she wasn't racist because she was mentoring her. Mm-hmm. Because how can I be racist? I'm a woman. Right. And I understand how you feel.
2: How can I be racist? How can I be sexist? Right?
3: Yes. Right. Right. I, I, I am in a male-dominated field. And you know mm-hmm. I know how it feels to be marginalized. So I'm sure she did some of that kind of foolishness mm-hmm. to justify her racism and the harm and the violence that she was forcing upon um, my sister in ministry. And it, and it is utterly ridiculous, but there's also an accountability problem
0: mm-hmm.
3: because the systems that the, that are created by the white folk, they're not going to hold the white folk accountable. Speak. And those are all systems, by the way.
2: It is. I mean, and I've started to read institutional policies. I'm not trying to do any name dropping or anything, but I've been doing some consulting and coaching work lately. <laughs>
0: Every episode,
2: you're going to do this now? (laughs) Part of that is reading policies. When people call me in to do a DEI assessment, one of the first things I say is, where are these things written down? What do you say about this in your governing documents? And what I've realized is, there are these words that sprinkle into the policies throughout them, like, ordinarily. Yes. In most cases.
3: Mm-hmm. Correct, Boss Brand, And that's one of the things I like to, to point out whenever whenever I'm talking to the people. See, I'm just saying I'm talking to the people, not consulting.
2: I'll do that next time.
3: I'm just talking to the people, even though I charge them to talk to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got I to gotta eat and stuff and live and mm-hmm. get my hair did. But when I'm, when I'm talking to the people, I do ask, where is that in writing? Show yeah. me it in writing. And that's when I get the most book. Like, that's when people start booking. Mm-hmm. When people, What? Ooh. Because we know as people who have been historically and present, they marginalized. It ain't nothing until it's been written down. That's why we still can't barely get the ballot. But mm-hmm. th- they understand that the white moderates and progressives understand it, but they don't want us to understand that. Right. So when we ask the question, show me that in writing or show me the policy on that, the thought is like, but wait a minute. And if we can't have it in writing or we can't change the way it's written to be honest and true, then therein lies the real problem. And that's the work that we have to be ready to do.
2: Absolutely. Katie, I'm mostly grateful for your presence in my life all the time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least the feeling is mutual. Come on here, mutuality. But
2: let me, this disclaimer. He said all the time. Disclaimer. Katie doesn't trust it when people are too nice to her. So I always try to temper my comments to make her feel like I'm actually being honest because she won't believe it if it's overly complimentary. Tell me I'm lying, Katie. Well,
0: I do feel like you've taken it a lot further than what I, I, I would have said. I like constructive criticism, but you go all in and I'm like, oh, hey, but you go, you go.
2: I go all in on constructive criticism or I go all in on being nice to you.
0: Uh, not being nice to me.
2: Oh, you are full of shit. <laughs> okay. You literally, uh, do, I, do I need to read our text message exchange from last night? You good, you good. We don't need to do that. That's what I thought.
3: Oh, that's so sweet. He care enough to text you in the night hour. Yeah,
2: that was that was shade on me. Um, <laughs> 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 so, Karen, I think one of the beautiful things about this podcast is that you are here and we are in conversation. And I think for white listeners of the podcast. We aren't ever here and in the mode of trying to teach you anything or show you anything. If you pick something up that we're putting down, that's your business. Thanks be to God. But that's not our primary goal. We're here to have a conversation, build relationship, and continue building community in the Church of Holy Shit and the Temple for All the Saints and the Aints. And if you choose to become a member, that's your business. Welcome. We celebrate you. But Katie, because you are here, what happens as you hear these things? I don't know if you would identify yourself as a white progressive or if you would identify yourself in a different way. But when you think about people who call themselves progressive, who also are white or identify with their whiteness, who are doing evil or ill, like what do you think about? What does it stir up inside of you?
0: Interesting, because I had a couple thoughts in a, a few different directions. Because when you were talking about the Trump thing, like at least I'm not Trump, what that means is that the white liberals are going, oh, well, I don't have to do any more work. Like, because I'm not there. Right. It's not that that they're any different than they were before Trump showed up on the scene. It's just that you think you're you've you're already woke or something like that. Right. But the other thing, when you were just talking, um, it reminds me of our interaction that I think was the um, the basis for how we became friends in the way that we are. Right. Is I went to a meeting at a place that's very patriarchal setting and there were all women around the table. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This never would have happened before. And I came back into your office and I was talking about it. And you said to me, how many Black people were in the room? I was like, shit. Um, and, and that shouldn't have happened at the age at which it happened, but it did. And then I started asking different questions. And, I, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I grew up in a military base. you know. I've, I've gone to school with people all over the place. I would have thought that I understood people, understood differences, listening for differences. But once I started being in relationship with you, in relationship with lots of people on a daily, long basis, um, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I realized the work was mine. I, it wasn't to understand other folks. The work is to understand me and to start seeing differently. And so yeah. when I hear some folks talk, I go, oh. I could hear that coming out of my mouth before. Yeah. But you have no idea. I mean, I don't want to be self-righteous because I got lots of work to do. But I think that people think they're doing something, but they're those white moderates, right? Who are never going to do anything. Yeah.
3: You can own your growth though, Katie. I'm not trying to be too nice to you. I don't want to come off like that, Reverend Karen Teresa, but you can own the growth and while still watering, right? Oh yeah. We we stop growing when we go to glory. Okay, so own your growth while you still growing and encourage um your brothers and sisters to do the same. One of the questions that I do ask, I hope this is not too much of a tangent, but I know Boss Brain gonna reel me in if it is, but you know how we talk about how when we were in civil rights era, the 50s and the 60s, and So that the people in the pictures are still alive. And I think about my mama and how she often recalls how she had to integrate. And her question was, why can't they come to our school? I wonder where are the white people who don't want to come forward and talk about how they grandmamas or their mamas was the ones being ugly in the pictures? or the ones who caused harm. Mm. I'm still looking for that for that one who tried to do something to my mama. Still looking for and I'ma find her or her grandchild. Mm-hmm. But where are they yep. and how are they progressing? Ha- have mm-hmm. they grown or are they sending their grandchildren to the Capitol on January 6th? <laughs> where are they?
1: Hmm. That's a question. Or are they riding in the back of their son's truck with a gun in, in Brunswick, Georgia? Lord
3: Samuel!
0: Or are they on hiring committees or boards of major organizations and oppressing folks in
3: in? Keeping them down. Like, come on here. Are they denominational leaders?
1: Huh? Yes. Are they in the pulpit on Sunday? Huh? Come on are they the chief executive officer? Uh, are they are they casting the vision?
0: That's right. They don't have to be holding a gun Ooh. or throwing rocks. They're just wielding the
3: pen, making policy. They're doing their job. Mm-hmm. Where they at? show me and let's let's go. How have they progressed or have they? Hmm. them the questions I ask questions that need answers. If that is your grandmother or your grandfather, don't be ashamed to, to email us we're not going to be harmful at all. We're going to encourage you in some way or another.
2: But email us. We don't believe in doing harm, but I do think that if you are in need of, and this, this is not just for white folks, this is for anybody who belongs to a p- group of privilege. So black men, if, we are, if you are a cis hit black man, ask yourself these questions too. If you are a white gay man, ask yourself these questions too. Think about whatever types of privileges you do have and ask yourself this question or, or tell yourself this. If you're trying to figure out if you are racist, sexist, homophobic, and or what work it is you need to do, don't measure yourself by something beyond the context in which you live, work, and serve. Because the moment that you look outward, I already know the answer to the question and you should too. If you have to look to the White House, if you have to look to the Capitol, the church down the street, Trump, Republicans, if you have to look elsewhere and say well, I'm not as bad as them, you've already started in the wrong place. You gotta look inside. What's happening in your congregation? What's happening in your school? What's happening in your seminary? What's Happening in your organization. You have to be able to ask those critical questions and not judge yourself by something external.
3: That's right. And if you don't know how to do that, then there's a consultant firm that can help you get there.
2: You got at least two representatives on this podcast. It's, it's called Henri. <laughs> Henri Group, excuse me, Henri Group.
1: <laughs> Technically, all, I think all four of us represent. <laughs> 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 exactly.
2: You go to the website. <laughs> I
3: ain't no on a I ain't been invited.
2: I was saying at least two consulting firms, but we, go, we would love to have you. You know, you got your own oh. site. You got your own site. <laughs> oh, you look so kind. <laughs> but look, look within, because justice is going to look very different depending on the context in which you live, work, and serve. And if you're looking elsewhere, you messed up. Let's take a quick break and then come back with our invitations for the week.
1: This is why you got to come to a black church. Because it's
2: God
1: me, oh, thou great Jehovah. Yes, they preach it. They preach
3: it. Because in the Presbyterian churches, God me, oh, thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. It's, it's there. Right, right, right. Ain't no plight in it. See,
1: Katie, that's why when I
3: was uh, teaching you to speak in tongues, I had to encourage you to bring it from a different place in you. Cause see them hymns
1: don't have come from. But, she, but we learned that she been through some plight because when they was little, they got one clove for Christmas. An orange and, and a sock. What, what was it? Uh <laughs> and one an sock. Orange, and an, uh, and an one sock orange, and an orange And one
2: clove. And one clove.
1: <laughs> and one sock. Not They two. had to wait till
2: their birthday to get the second. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to get the second song. Hey, So that's why I can come from a different place than you because you <laughs> lived some life. You see? And when next time you go into the church and you say, God, you you going to lift with yeah. uplifting hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Okay? Okay. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the next time you go into your secret place and you go into your do-do-do-do it's yeah. you going to feel it in
2: your belly.
3: In your shando hey, hey, ha. In your spirit, woman. And you're
2: going to know that the Holy Ghost really hits you when you get a second mm-hmm. syllable. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: it's going
2: to rise up. Hey, Sha. do 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 bo. do do do, do yeah. When you say do 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 sha. Not, 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 not the shy yet. Not the shy. Just do-do-do-ba. not the shy. The shy is expert.
1: I see. I'm advanced. I can't do it without the shy. I'm like. Yeah, sha, well, sha, you sha, are sha, sha, sha. advanced,
3: but you got to know how to teach us. This is the teacher coming out of me. So you get that do- This is gym, so ignorant. You get do-ro- so you gonna go do Ray? Do Ray so Do Ray Mifaso? You just play with that a little bit. So do Ray say When you go from the do 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 Ray do 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 do
2: Ray do Ray? Okay, do that. Practice that a little bit in the mirror. So Katie, say tie my yellow bow tie. Yeah, I know Katie tried to tell me this. So say it with me: tie my yellow bow tie.
0: Tie my yellow bow tie. Faster. Time my yellow bow tie
2: faster. Faster. No. <laughs> faster. <laughs> faster. Faster. <laughs> faster. <laughs> Time a bow tie. Time. To tie. Welcome back from that quick break. We've come now once again to the end of another service here at the Church of Holy Shit and the Temple for all the saints and the ain'ts. We like to end every service just like the Baptist mothers ended them by singing six verses of just as I am without one plea and inviting you to give your hands to the minister and your hearts to God. Just kidding. We want to invite you to life and life more abundantly. We want to invite you to put to practice what we've discussed. We want to invite you to think about new ways to live your faith and to live your love of God and others is going to give our invitation today. Sam, will you please offer our invitational selection? No. You
3: got a spirit of disobedience and rebellion. Is this new?
2: Come to Jesus.
1: Come to Jesus. Just oh, now. Yeah. Just now. Come oh. to Jesus. Yeah. Come to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. no, 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 no.
3: Church of Pod listeners for the Saints and the Aints, let me invite you to this. I want you to consider my white progressives, white moderates, whatever label title you choose. And even those who are wounded by white supremacy and all of us have had no choice but to buy into the system of white supremacist ideation in one way or another. Where are the ancestors or the people, they might not be ancestors, who taught you this way. Mm. Find them. It might be your uncle. It might be your older sister. It might be your mom, your grandmother. What were they doing when Martin Luther King was in jail writing his letter? What were they doing when my mom, who is a Black woman, was integrating schools? Were they being nice to her or were they spitting on her without consent? <laughs> what were they doing?
1: Questions <laughs> that need answers. But <laughs> I got it. Took it a second. I got it. Like, I was like, why is she like could, this? Oh my God.
3: <sighs> we just want to know because we have these conversations in my family, in my house. We know. I know what my uncles was doing. I know what my granddaddy was doing. I know what my grandma did during these times. What were your people doing and what are they doing now? Ask the question. Don't be ashamed. And what we invite you to do is once you find out, don't keep it inside of you because that's what turns bitter and that's what turns into anger. Email us if you need somebody to talk to, to, to talk through this with, to consult with, <laughs> to ask the questions that you're afraid to ask. Send an email to this podcast.
2: She don't cuss. Holy shit at theolapmedia.com. She cuss. Not on the pod.
3: Send an email to the podcast that you just heard Boss Brand say. <laughs> And let's have a conversation about it. You might even need a couple of coaching sessions, but don't shy away from the conversation. (laughs) That is your invitation and that is your work.
2: Do you know where they could go to a coaching session? Henry Group.com It's Omri Group It is Omri You know people don't be knowing
1: We gonna mm-hmm. be right We gonna be right up here <laughs> yeah. this podcast and They gonna be trying to spell Omri They gonna be like How you spell A-H uh,
2: A-H sh- You got
1: to do <laughs> it the right <laughs> way Do you wanna be right Or do you wanna, be, do you effect? you wanna be Effective <laughs>
3: <right>. <laughs> Okay That's gonna be your first question That you gonna get from Henry Group So you can go ahead And answer that right now Okay That's part of your invitation Go ahead and answer that question Do you wanna be right Or do you wanna be effective If you wanna be right You're not gonna email us <laughs> <laughs> if, you want to be, if you want to be effective, if you want to your be, desire to be effective just might send you into an email frenzy. Hey.
2: But you don't <laughs> <but> know. <laughs> I, I just face. had a thought. Sometimes you get to the place where you've developed the relationship where you can be both right and effective.
3: Absolutely.
2: That's the sweet spot, honey. Where you can speak your piece and still be effective inside of it. Oh my God, synergy is what we're after. Yes. You have been officially invited to reflect, to think, and to wrestle with your ancestors, to wrestle with your, your foreparents because everybody ain't got ancestors. That's the word of pot for the people of the y'all. Thanks, thanks be the be the, be the, be the
3: pie. Pie. Samuel.
1: I
2: always miss the thanks. I just say be the pot. <sighs> And that is a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you lending us your headphones and or your speakers.
0: If you have questions, comments, if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, you can email us at holyshit@theolabmedia.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to talk to you. So hit us
2: up. Oh, people don't say hit us up. You said it that time. It's cute. It's good, girl.
1: Hit us up. <laughs> and if you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash media. Put a little love offering in the offering basket. We're recruiting for the church right now. You can choose your membership level, anything from a to a trustee.
2: And we need some more trustees. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Keep it cute, people. Keep it classy. Let's get out of it. I'm not ever going to say that again. That was trash. That was very (laughs) trash. (laughs) Until then, Peace. peace.